I'm a learn by mistakes kind of guy, <laughs> and it takes a it takes a couple of couple of the same same kind of mistakes for me to for it to sink in. You know, after playing PUBG with you, I can attest to that. So I just got back from a work trip, and Yay! there's a pile of mail, and my wife goes to throw it away, and I'm looking through it, and I see something from our insurance company, and on a whim, I just I'm like, well. It's being thrown away, but it's not even open, so I'm going to open it because you don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. And I open it from the trash can, and it's a hundred-something dollar check from, like, an overpayment. Oh, okay. Um, Let's stop this podcast. I want to go check my junk mail real quick. Hold on, please. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not even junk mail. That's the thing is it's it's not like, you know... Your cap, your Capital One or your Visa or whatever that's like, hey, sign up for our card, sign up for our card. Sure. Um, it's in in her defense, did the did the envelope look junky? No. You know what I mean? Like no, the, just, there's sometimes the, like usual. Here's this is your car insurance letter. Like this is from your uh-huh. car insurance. Well, you should always hold on to the car insurance letters anyways, just as a proof of like payment for the six months or whatever. Or anything. <laughs> I, I am terrible at actually going through mail. Like quite honestly, we have one, two, three, four, five. We have five ad- adults in this household and we have an armoire where we've split it up basically into f- five piles, four piles for the couples. Um, but even our pile is just very, very tall. And <laughs> maybe there's free money in there. I, I don't know. But I, I can I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, there are some letters where, like you said, it looks very much like junk mail. And some letters where it's a little bit less dubious. But I don't know. I think I'm more scared to open them because it's going to ask for money versus giving me money. <laughs> <laughs> That can be the scariest ones, though, when you don't expect it. You're like, oh, it's something from, uh, uh, you know, so-and-so company. And you open it, you're like, ah, da 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 And you just look at it, it's just like, give us all your money! Oh, actually, I'm so sorry. Actually, yeah, no, actually, what had happened was I paid for my car registration, which I don't know why, I just paid for it last year. But I paid for my car registration, and... I received a letter in the mail from the California DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles, and it basically uh, came in an envelope that kind of looked like the registration envelope. So I was assuming, oh, here's my new sticker for the for the next year. And when I opened it, it said, hey, you have a toll violation and you owe us $78 for that or else we're not going to be able to give you your car registration and then in very odd like language, it said, this has already been paid. <laughs> but you just said, I owed you. And said, this has already been paid, uh, but you might want to send a copy of this to the, how they, how they call it, to the agency to make sure that they know that this has been paid. Okay. <laughs> Why did you send so, it to so, me? Why didn't you just so send then, it to them? <laughs> then I sent. I then I I, I fax them, not fax them, but I scan a copy and I send it to the agency, the the toll agency, 
and I say, hey, I want to get my, my registration. I don't know. I don't know if I owe you money or if this has already already been paid. I, I don't know what to do. But here is the thing they send. Me, they told me to send to you. And then they say, yes, you owe us money, but you can't give us the money. You have to give it to the DMV. And I was like, but it says I already gave it to the DMV. No less than 24 hours later, I get my registration. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> it's just. Like, so this is why, why I hate mail. Why did they make you a middleman? That's always my question of like middle. Like, I hate the middleman, right? I hate just being a middleman or anything. Just like, why? Why are you going through me? Go like you y'all can talk to each other. Here's a phone book. Here here's a phone. Call them yourself. Goodness knows I pay you enough. Well the reason why they want you to be the middleman is because you're human and with your human instincts not wanting to do this, you won't do it. And if you don't do it, they can come after your butt and in some states charge you with like a warrant. And say, hey, this is an unpaid ticket. It's more than just the parking ticket. This is something that they can actually suspend your license over, at least here in California. How do I know? They did that to me about 10 years ago. Oh, so don't do that. Yeah. Um, I, my license got suspended for a grand total of two days um, because I, I wasn't able to pay the bill on time. And I, I just missed the, the deadline just by 40, 48 hours. But anyways... They want you to not pay it. I mean, that's that's what this whole bill collecting thing is. And it, it's stupid because it's like, well, if you if you want me to pay it, but you're making it very difficult for me to pay it because I don't know who to pay. Your English is very jarbled. Is that a word? It's it's very garbled, rather. Um, there you go. I don't know. I don't know who I'm paying. Uh, I know how much you want. I mean, that's very clear cut. It's 78 bucks. Who do I give it to? Yes. What? Who do I give it to? Well, you give it to someone. Well, who's that someone? Someone important. Someone here. You're not telling me anything. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the responsibility of these particular bills definitely falls on the driver and the owner uh, owner of the car, the vehicle, whatever it is. And as said owner... There's a level of responsibility for you to know if these things come up as an adult, you should know who to pay. And you, you know, and and that's, that's, you know, again, kind of speaking from a third party devil's advocate point of view. If I were to see this kind of argument on like Maury Povich or something like that, like, dude, you're, you're an adult. You should know who to pay. Um, but for me, be, because it is so confusing and they make it confusing for this purpose, I, I think that is just wrong and unethical. You know what this, this kind of goes back to is the whole uh, teaching life skills in school. Like, here's how to you know yeah. find good insurance and what you should be looking for in good insurance. Like, basic stuff. That we're not teaching. Yeah, because no, I mean, because what I remember when I got my first car, the concept of insurance and whatever the hell end-to-end coverage meant, and the deductible, and this and that, and the percentage breakdown. Like, I I don't know. I just want it to be very very inexpensive because I'm 
barely a broke college student. Like, help me out here, you know? So, I it is in their best interest to make it confusing. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm and, sure there's and a then part of they're that gonna... where it's just like, hey, psst, don't teach this to anyone. Don't tell anyone that this is actually, like, a thing that they need to know for their, their life. What's a good name for a dog? Uh, I mean, I had a dog named Max. Interesting. What was, was it just Max or was it like Maximus, Maximilian, Maxaruni? Or... Maxaruni, no, it was just Max. Okay. Okay. I feel like that is on the cusp of the the uh the acceptable animal name what do you mean cuz like well there are some instances in this on this great blue marble where we will attribute to our domesticated animals what i consider to be human names like calling a dog rebecca or um calling your cat Timothy or Tony for that matter. No one would be insane to call their animal Quentin. That that would just be crazy. That's a bit much. Like I Yeah, I, I see what your point is. Like especially with my name, um I I really don't see any sort of dog ever being named Quentin or Quinn or anything to that matter. Ooh. No, Quinny. You could do Quinny. No, I don't like it. I I'm saying it out loud. It's it doesn't yeah so like is it do you think i mean so your dog was named max my dog the one that passed away last year his name was wolfie which is obviously a a dog name like unless you have any human childs out there children out there called wolfie okay i doubt it but okay but what is it do you think it's okay to give like your domesticated pets like uh, like human names I think there's like a line, like it's a it's a blurry line. Like mm. Max, for example, I didn't give the dog the name, but like it's definitely a, a good example of a, one that like works either way. Whereas my name would be very odd as a dog name. Like I, I feel like a name like uh like Brad would be a bizarro uh, dog name. I guess my dog Brad. Uh, Oh, okay. I'm I met a dog named Gordon, and the way that they got around the awkwardness of it was they just called him Gordy, like Gordy the dog, and it was just like this cute little I don't I don't know dog types. Sorry, dog dog lovers, but it's this cute little kind of like teacup ish dog, and it was like, oh Gordy, how you doing? It's like okay, that's that's acceptable, but to call him Gordon. I find it weird to call a child Gordon. Gordon is an adult name. <laughs> Gordon's the name of my dad's boss. <laughs> and if, you know, there's and if the, you call... there are those names, though, like the names that, like, as a kid, you're like, you have a very adult name. And then as, a, yeah, as seriously. an adult, you're like, okay, good for you. Like Esther. Like, I feel like Esther is a quintessential, like, wait till you're... I don't know. 40 or so. 40? Yeah, when you're 40. <laughs> and I'm going by my, my God-given name, Esther. Uh, 
Okay. It's like good for you. Good <laughs> for you. I just feel like if we're going to hone in these animals to to be our loved ones and acquaintances, having fun names is makes it that much better and it also makes you that much more of an overseer of the domicile. So like um if you want to call your dog uh I don't know, like Trout, for example. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um that's you know or 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 something something silly like Mr. Bonkers or Mr. Uh, or or Mr. Chompers. I have you a know? buddy of mine that calls his dog Tuna. Perfect. That's that's <laughs> great. Actually, the buddy of yours, whenever you guys referred to Tuna, I immediately was like, oh, it must be a cute little cat. Because, you know, cats like Tuna and fish and blood. No, it's a dog. Like, oh, okay, well, then I'm a doofus. But, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Not only is it a dog, it's a big dog. <laughs> it's a gorgeous dog, everybody. Um, But it, it leads to that part of the conversation where it's like oh that's an awesome name how did you come up with that name the the weirdest thing is like hi yeah no this is my dog um tristan like oh that's my you know it's like oh that's my son's name it's like oh okay that's kind of weird or or vice versa you know like oh this is my baby her name's esmeralda like oh that's my that's my cat name like okay i don't need to know that when you it, it just seems odd that if both your cat and my daughter were in the same room. You could be talking to either one of them. And I know you're not, but it just seems weird. It's it's like having two cat, uh, kids in the class, both named Matt. And you have to say, okay, I'm talking to Matt B, not Matt C. It's like, oh, right. okay, I see. You know, there's definitely names that just don't work for pets for sure. But you know what never works for pets is pets and clothing. I completely disagree. Are you kidding me? No. No. I, I, clothing, du- I should probably clarify. When I say clothing, okay. I mean full clothing. What about like cute little costumes where the dog looks like he's a police constable? Okay, that, that that's like a. Uh, I'm still not a fan. It's not Halloween. It's just the police constable dog walking through the aisles of Best Buy. No, then <laughs> you didn't. You did not see this dog. He was so cute and he was so adorable. <laughs> and he looked at me and like, oh, he's like, I'm and going to arrest you. you. There you go. He did look at me. Like, I'm going him. to arrest you with my cuteness. I'm like, oh. What? What about the dog costumes that make it look like the front half of the dog is like uh, the character is walking upright? Have you seen those? Like, yeah, with, like uh, an Ewok. <laughs> those. Oh, man, I always feel bad because, like, on the one side, they look hilarious, but then you look yeah. at the dog and they look like they're like, I hate Miserable. everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I know with our dog, we, um, for Halloween, we only had, like, one or two costumes, and the one costume we put him in was a stock of corn. <laughs> and I can tell you, he hated that stock of corn. He hated it. He would rub up against the wall, like thinking that if he ran along the side of the wall, it would somehow like come off him or something like that. He hated it. So <laughs> I, I agree with you there. 
But what's wrong with bundling up a dog with like a like a like a sweater that's made for the dog? And I'm I'm not talking about grandma knitted a sweater and it's cute and she gave it to us for Christmas so we have to wear. I'm talking about one that you go to PetSmart. It it's got like layers. It's meant for that kind of dog. It will keep them warmer in situations where you might have like snow, like you guys. Are those okay? Because they're functional. It's not just cuteness, it's functionality. Uh, I guess if it's actually keeping the dog warm, I can't argue with that. The logic is sound there. Uh, I'm usually just not a fan of people putting their dog in like a suit. Like the dog's just uncomfortable. I mean, if you're doing the suit... Okay, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I just said the constable dog was cute as hell. I think there's there are times where it can be acceptable. So... In the in in the constable dog situation, they were also going to a a comic book convention later on during that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's why he looks like that, because there's some sort of themed event. If you're just putting your dog into a suit and you're going to the dog park and you want to put your dog into a suit just to be different and just to be able to say, hey, there's my dog with a suit. Doesn't he look like an upstart CEO? Of rough enterprises. <laughs> oh, Tony! Um, what? No, that was the worst. But it, but that, that is one of those like icebreakers where you don't have to necessarily make it come across like, "Hey, I'm, I'm young, I'm hip, and I'm hitting on the moms here, or whatever," you know. And you know that I, I, I don't approve of that. I, I will agree with you on that. Like there are certain there are certain parameters where the dad you're jokes? going. You don't like the dad jokes. No, dad jokes aside, because dad jokes are awesome, and I'm a father of two, so I am allowed, and I will always get my dad joke pass. I do not have to keep on renewing it. Our friend Sack maybe has to twice a year, but going back to the dog in the suit, I think there has to be a valid reason, not just because you think it's cute. But because we're we are going to do something later today today where my dog is going to take I don't know doggy pictures and we're gonna put them up on the wall and that's the kind of family we are like okay I'll go with that you do you but if you're doing that every day or if you're just trying to do that just to get a rise out of people or to get you know if this is your mechanism to hit on the opposite sex or whatever gender you're into. Don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's just, I think it's petty. I also think it's uh, really annoying when you see a dog in a costume of sorts matching whatever the owner's wearing. Oh no, that. that's, that's just the whole like matchy matchy, like family thing. You see a like, family listen, in the whole, sh- whole outfit, like all the sh- same outfit. It's like, Okay, a couple things. One, this isn't the 90s. Two, this isn't the 2000s. Oh, and three, uh, in the 90s and the 2000s, your kids hated you. <laughs> <laughs> With the passion. like With the passion. Yeah, hated you. You were the worst thing. Yeah, they couldn't wait to get those sweaters, those Cosby-style sweaters off quick enough. It doesn't matter that you took them to Round Table Pizza afterwards. They hated it. I'm sorry. It was not worth it. But yeah, I mean, going back to the initial topic, you're right. There there are some names that are 
acceptable, some names that are not acceptable. Is there a name that you have heard over the years of you being alive on on Earth and whatever other worlds that you may come from um, that you thought that is the best animal name? If, if If I had an animal and I could call it any name and no one would know that it was inspired by me hearing your animal first, I would call my dog or my cat Bleu. Do you have any names like that? Mm, no. <laughs> I've known a handful of different dogs and pets and stuff, but nothing to what you describe as like almost inspirational. Like, oh man, yeah, that that's a great freaking name. I'm totally gonna use that. No. Like kind of just I've heard dog names. I can't th- say any of them have spoke to me to the point of, yeah, I gotta use that. Mm, okay. Do you do you have like an example one that you're like wow? So, uh, big Star Trek fan, James T. Kirk, middle name Tiberius. So if I had a German Shepherd, I would name it Tiberius. And I don't know of any other dog out there that is named Tiberius. I'm sure there is one, but I could say. And backtrack, the reason why I'm calling him Tiberius is because of the show and and the Star Trek lore. It's not because I met this other poodle named Tiberius. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's from some sort of pop culture, some something that I really do love, and I'm connecting him to that, versus I'm connecting him through another dog that I have no connection to, to that. Mm-hmm. So, And then in the spurts where I'm trying to be cute with him i could just call him ty ty die no that's rude because no, you know not, like, you want you want no, him to die not that's not nice d-y-e yeah but if someone hears it in the wrong context you're like ty die ty die it's like oh you want to kill your dog I'm like no that's my nickname for him <laughs> i don't want to go into a whole conversation and an explanation to a complete stranger who thinks i'm then committing what are, what animal are doing cru- in your cruelty house that you're calling them tie die in I'm not, I wouldn't call him tie dye. I just call him Ty. I'd call him tie dye for you. Bail in California is no longer going to be a thing. Uh, this actually does not go into effect until October of next year. So don't go if you're in California and you're planning to commit a crime. Don't don't do it just yet. <laughs> is it like retroactive? Are you gonna be able to? Like it's gonna be like, oh no, you didn't, you did, you had bail, but now that this law went through, you don't have bail. No, so the 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 legislation went through, but the actual enacting of the law, the actual the change, doesn't go into effect until until next year. So it's a, it's basically the gov the California state government saying, yes, we will have no bail next year. We are going to work out the exact parameters, bylaws, and procedures that we will abide by across the whole state and how that will work with local counties. And because that is such a huge rigmarole, because every county is their own county, is their own county, um, we're going to give everybody a year to kind of flesh it out. Oh, geez. So, yeah, I mean, the overarching thing is, no more bail. What do you think? Does that apply to everyone? Like, 
I just murdered a few people. Uh, you don't need bail. You're fine. So, <laughs> that's obviously the complete extreme. Um, but you're not wrong. I mean, that, that, that is one of those questions that are, that are raised um, when it comes to uh, the changing of a system like bail. So, to, to put it simply, uh, there's going to be three levels. Low, medium, and high. So a person of low risk is someone who may have committed like a felony or something that is very, you know, very small. Um, Let's just say, for example, they had uh, possession of narcotics, not marijuana, because that's no longer um, a felony. Which is good for you. Which is good for us. That's actually another topic we can talk about next time if you want. But... um, yeah, let's just say they were caught with crack. And crack is illegal and uh should be. It is what it is. Right. And so um but if this is their first time offense, you know, they have a job, not a high paying job, just a job, and they have a family and they're not a flight risk. This was a one-time deal, one-time mistake, but you know, you, they're not going to let them off the hook. But because of the fact that they are more than likely to voluntary, voluntarily go to court on their court date, they don't have to be held up in jail in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so the next one is medium, which is kind of middle ground. It's, uh, it depends. They could be released or they could be held depend on local standards, which is why I said this is going to take a year to kind of flesh out. And those standards are actually going to be mandated um, by a third-party governing body um, that is going to be... uh, Where did it say? It said... Oh, it's going to be developed by the California Judicial... California Judicial... Council. Sorry, I had to say that very slowly. California Judicial Council. Um, basically, these, this council will conduct the evaluations uh, either through the court or through another public agency. And if you are found to be someone who might be a flight risk or you might uh, impose harm on to yourself or others, then yes, they will throw you in jail. If this was a medium level crime, but again, you're found after this judicial hearing that this was a stupid drunken mistake and you're, it's not going to happen again. Um, you're still going to have to go to court to plead whether you're guilty or not guilty, but you can walk around at least for now as a free person. And then the third one is high, high risk. These individuals would go under the purview of what you said, murderers. Um, uh, I believe uh, violent crimes, sex crimes. Um, I I think like even driving under the influence. Um, they said if you're arrested uh, for driving under the influence for a third time in less than 10 years, uh, that would be considered a high risk. You would also be arraigned to... Uh, to jail until your uh, actual court date. 
So does that kind of clear all that up for you? <laughs> or did I make it so that much more the complicated? Third, the third tier, you it, the this new law won't apply. You still have bail and you still very much are locked up. Well, no, you don't have bail at all. Oh, like so bail, oh, the, the whole in jail without bail thing. So right, it yeah. doesn't even apply so, to you. Right. So the whole thing where we watch uh, Law and Order and they say bail is denied next year in California, freedom is denied. So it's like, hey, yeah, you still have to come. You have to come back to court. And Quentin, you're free to go because we just caught you jaywalking. But you have to come back to court because we got to deal with that. Um, But Tony, you uh, ran over three dogs and you backed your truck up. Uh, onto a cat and that's weird so um we're gonna lock you up <laughs> and we're gonna kind of take it from there because you seem like you're probably going to be more risk than quentin is and that's and of course that's where the judge is going to have in their minds third party impartial view like a like a mediator if you will to be a look at you as a person to be able to look at the, uh, the 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 charges and to kind of look through your history, and I don't I don't really know if there's going to be like a psychological exam or anything like that. I I, I don't even want to speculate too much as to what this third party uh, agency, public agency, is going to do. I don't know how these people are appointed or if they are appointed or if they're hired, because either way, like even that's going to start making people wonder. Because like, hey, if you're hired, maybe you're hired because you're more lenient toward African Americans versus harsher on Caucasian people, or or whatever whatever the case is. You know well, what I mean? That's just a whole nother conversation of biasness. Well, that goes into this, right? Because so the biasness with bail is I got the money and this other person doesn't. Right. We're both in here charged for the same thing, but because my lovely dad is willing to bail me out quite literally. I'm still going to have to, you know, deal with the court date, but I can at least roam around free until then. But this other individual, unfortunately can't afford bail, can't afford a bail bonds at, you know, whatever the percent rate is. Um, so he has to go to jail and thusly we have an overcrowded, uh, imprisonment population in California and so that's the other thing, like the amount of people, the amount of prisoners that we have, a lot of them are like low level offenders and probably don't need to be in jail, Just but don't have there's, bail. they didn't have bail. And at the time we didn't have any kind of legislation to just kind of be like, uh, Hey, yeah, don't, don't do that again. And now we're slowly but surely trying to revamp the legal system. And as Quentin and I alluded to earlier, if you're caught with some weed, and I know there's like a level, I know there's like a measurement, but if you're caught with some weed, if you're underneath the allowed amount, you're not going to be hauled off to jail, and you're also not going to be charged with a felony, thusly you're not going to be thrown in jail, thusly the state of California and my tax dollars aren't going to have to pay for your essentially room and board for the few weeks or the few nights that you're going to be there. And that's got a huge uh, uh, amount of stress that's going to be alleviated, not just off of the men and women that are physically there, but also just the overall uh, system that is trying to support uh, the the prison system there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just insane. 
Oh, I imagine. The problem is, though, man, a lot of this is going to be under... As as I said earlier, this is like there's going to be an impartial third-party, you know, uh, third-party public agency. It's made up of people. <laughs> and people suck. Yeah, well... And people make mistakes. <laughs> well, people are also extremely biased. Exactly. That's That's what I mean by suck. You know? And it's it, it's 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 a shame, it's a reality, but it's a shame that you know two people that are charged with the same crime, whether they could afford bail or not, one could be considered high risk and one could just be considered low risk, based off of their based off of uh, the color of their skin, and if enough of those third party public agency people might be impartial they might be super biased and again i don't know if they're appointed or if they're hired i don't know but that's what scares me yeah i'd say that'd be my number one concern as well as the uh variants of just people (laughs) have you have you ever written anything in anger that you were actually lucky enough to delete before sending it or you're able to hit the undo button on on email or something like that. I mean, everybody does that, right? Like, you type out the text and then you just erase all of it. Like, there's no... You can't find, like, a better way of saying it or how to get the words out. Yeah. I've been writing a lot of those lately. <laughs> <laughs> and then, luck, lucky, luckily enough, I uh, I kind of look at it a, a second or, or third t- try and, like... Okay, I can see how this could be misconstrued. Like someone, someone might read the "you" as "you" instead of "you." <laughs> like, okay, may, maybe not send that. Um, it just—I w- I was just thinking the other day about the concept of regret and forgiveness, and. When any two people, whether the relationship is romantic or per- professional or or friendship, obviously there's there's gonna be friction once in a while. There there always mm-hmm. is. Um. And I know the other day I was actually having a, a conversation. I'll just call him call him a work colleague. We'll just go with that. And I wrote something in the text field. And it was so snarky, so dagger to the heart that it embodied every ounce of frustration and anger that I had to my bones. Just with the individual or just like all the frustrations pouring out all at once? With this particular individual, all the frustrations I had regarding this individual, my text just embodied all of it. And it wasn't like I explained all of my frustrations. It just had the power and the, and the, and the energy of the anger that I was, when I was writing it, did you send it? I looked at it for a good 15 seconds and it was a really long 15 seconds and I did not send it. And there are a couple of reasons why I didn't one. I don't think he would have gotten it. I don't think he would have understood how frustrated I was about the situation. 
The other thing is, I think if he did get it, that that might come across as bullying. And it might have come across as me attacking him in some way (laughs) that he might have told somebody else within our, our organization that would have power over me. And I might even be fired for that in making our work environment, a hostile work environment. And I was like, you know, I don't want to put myself in that position, especially if my initial point of what I was trying to convey isn't sinking in at all, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was lucky enough that I deleted it and I don't have to worry about losing my job. (laughs) I mean, it's a start, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, for me at least though, it's not usually typing out things. It's more venting, but even then, like I try not to vent about people because I don't like to, unless someone is a really, really terrible person, I don't like to, uh, like, influence the opinion someone has about someone. Yeah. Um, I try to, like, you know, let people form their own opinions, that kind of thing. Uh, unless that person is, you know, a really terrible person, like, without, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know. Uh so my my thing is i i'll vent more about situations like oh man there's a there was this guy at best buy the other day and he was so sexist towards women and here's how he was sexist towards women and it's like i don't bring up like oh it was freddie from you know south jordan it, it it's not that specific but it's just more i i i usually don't do the whole typing out thing for me personally it's just more venting especially to people i trust i'll i'll vent to people that i know won't you know start the rumor mill or anything like that because we all love the rumor mill right um just people that will listen and that usually can calm me down or at least just let it get off my chest to the point where i don't want to have that interaction with the person. Yeah. What about, what about if you're having friction with somebody directly and you want to, do you call them and you talk it out or you just, and you don't, you don't text them anything. You just give them a call and say, Hey bro, let's, let's figure this out. Why, 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 why are you mad at me? Why, why am I mad at you? I'm trying to figure out the last time I had friction with someone. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I, I I always allude on the podcast. I mean, one of the reasons why I like doing it with you is because you're you know somewhat easygoing and you're very compassionate. So it's it's nice to hear that you and friction don't really have a, have a bed together, so to speak. I don't usually like uh, I I don't like problems. Like I don't like uh having uh bad feelings towards someone and leaving it like that like i i i definitely feel like i would be a person where it's like let's just solve this right now let's not beat around the bush let's not pretend that this isn't a thing let's just solve this let's just do this right here right now so you kind of if you had an argument let's just say for for uh 
for uh, argument's sake, you and I had an argument about something. Let's let's say in the chat I had said something and it was a little bit too much and I went a little over the line. You wouldn't message me privately and say, "Hey Tony, WTF? That that was really rude." You would call me right away. And hopefully I would pick up and we would hash it out right there. I might there there might be a t- chance of me texting you, but once again, like it, it goes back to like I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So mm. I might try to spin it in a way of like, did you, I'm sure you didn't mean to be a jerk on the uh, chat. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you actually meant to be really nice and like you, you weren't trying to be extremely rude. I think I would do that to a person like maybe once. Like, it, like again, cause I don't want to go beyond this and, make a make examples with other people and then make our our listeners wonder how, how much drama I'm personally dealing with. <laughs> so again, in this hypothetical, if you were to have said something to me in our gamer chat and I think I would I would pull you aside digitally and say, "Hey, um did you mean what you said there? Cuz you know, I'm a little I'm a little uh I'm a little shaky when it when it comes to that particular topic. It kind of hits home a little bit too much for me." If your first res- response was, oh, dude, I, I, I'm totally, I'm sorry, I, I totally forgot. Like, okay, that's squashed. But if your response was, yeah, no, I meant what I said because blah, 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 whatever, whatever your, your reasoning was, that's when, depending on what I'm doing, if I'm driving, I would give you a call right away and I would try to hash it out with you talking to you. But if it's like, you know, sometimes when we're talking in chat, it's, you know, at nighttime and I, I don't have the ability to call you because I'm also, you know, dealing with my kids. That's when I would text you. And that's when this hypothetical of writing things in anger. I would I would usually like if I know that I really want to lay something out on you, I would I wouldn't write it in the text field. I would write it like in OneNote and then stare at it. <laughs> and it's like read it over and over and like is it worth doing this what are the repercussions one i could lose a very good friend of mine a best friend even two i would have nobody to 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 play video games with because he is my number one guy for for video games and three i would feel like a terrible human being because I'm because I'm trying to be the the guy who is more I don't know uh, what's what's the term uh, aggro about it. Is it worth it? Nine times out of ten, it ain't. So that's that's how I I would approach the situation. But I, I agree with you. If you can hash it out, and this goes to all of you listeners, if you can hash it out and be adults, even if you're not an adult, let's say you're 13 years old, try to be adults about it. Don't go on Snapchat or on Instagram video and throw shade toward that person. Talk to that person first. Maybe they're having a bad day and they took it out on you and they didn't mean to. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Well, that also goes to like if you're if we're talking about thirteen year olds, if if you have friends that call you out on social media, they're not your friends, dude. Like, they're they're just not. 
<laughs> you need to find new friends. You need to move on because these people, like, you're not going to talk to them. Like, my, my best example is out of out of all of high school, all of high school, the people that I talked to that I went to school with, the people that I still have conversation with, is zero. The people I still have contact with is one. Like, don't place a big value on these relationships more than they are. Maybe you have, like, a close friend. Like, I have friends that I met during high school, during school, that, uh, you know, I would consider to be some of my best friends ever in the world. But if they're anything less than just great friends to you, if they're anything less than awesome to you, like, they're not, they're not your friends. They're, they're just people that you go to school with and you need to kind of mentally separate that and it will help you in the long run. <laughs> Sorry to get all soapboxy there for a second, but it is what it is. No, no, it's not, it's not a soapbox, dude. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think the reality of when, when it comes to, you know, the art, the technology that we have now, it is just so much easier to be able to vent. And so much easier to, and um, more convenient to be able to get across to get across any kind of frustrations that we have with an individual, and that can be a good and a bad thing. And I think the benefits of things with with um, you know things like I don't know like like text messaging is that you can use it to your advantage, or in that you you can before you hit that send button proofread what you're about to say think about it for just a second sometimes you got to take a step back you know there was like a commercial campaign i don't remember what it's for but it was like pause hmm like instead of like it was completely complete opposite of like nike's just do it it was <laughs> um like take a second and think basically I don't remember who I'm trying to think who put that on, but yeah, it was, it was a whole ad campaign of take a second, breathe, think about what you're doing and then make a decision. Was it referring to like sports? Cause it, cause cause you mentioned Nike or, or it was referring to like a, it was more of a PSA on how to have, I think it was more PSA esque okay. of, okay. you know, Hey kid, Maybe don't, you know, underage drink. Maybe don't, maybe don't have sex with the prom date. You know, sure. like think, think about what you're doing for a second before you actually do it. All right, y'all. That was awesome. Once again, Quinton, love having the conversation with you. And this is where we hash out our differences. <laughs> um, but in all, in all seriousness, man. Um, people want to find you and follow you digitally. Where can people do that? On Instagram, Xbox, and Twitter at Firewall. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at LazyTechTony. And on Instagram and all the others, uh, even my YouTube channels, you can find in the links in the description here on the podcasting show. You can follow both of us on Twitter at StillRecording. I'm still going to try and boost that up for y'all. And we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Right?
Isn't that so right? Exciting. Dude, so excited. Okay, guys, you have no idea. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.